G'day and welcome to Partake in our continuing series Issues. Today we are going to look together at the issue of guidance. King Solomon, writing in Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Then the prophet Isaiah, writing some time later, speaks in Isaiah 6 verse 8, Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom shall I send as a messenger to these people? Who will go for us? I said. Here I am, send me. When Jesus Christ called you personally and said, Follow me, and you responded, Yes, Lord, that was the start of a beautiful relationship between the living God and you. Perhaps the most common question all Christians ask is, how can I know God's will and his guidance? Now, of course, being active in prayer and studying the Bible play major roles in this, and they are assured ways of building the relationship between God and yourself, particularly in the role of guidance. But for this podcast, we will discover and explore that there are other aspects to be considered about being guided and discerning what is God's will for you and I. These involve being controlled by the Holy Spirit through through counsel and circumstances and through making wise decisions. So firstly, the Christian disciple is guided by being controlled by the Holy Spirit. Another way to say this is by submitting to the Spirit's leading. Fundamental to being guided by the Holy Spirit is for you and I to be filled with the Spirit and to keep on being filled with the Spirit, or in other words, being controlled by the Spirit. When the Spirit is quenched, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19, or grieved, Ephesians 4 verse 30, then the Holy Spirit no longer has control of you and I. In order to allow the Spirit control of us, we need to resubmit ourselves to God. And it's a good daily practice for you and I to do the following. Firstly, confess all known sin, 1 John 1 9, and accept unreservedly the certain assurance of being forgiven for your sins, including the sin of quenching or grieving the Holy Spirit. Sin is sin, and there are no degrees of sin, big or small. It just is. Any sin creates a barrier, whether in our earthly terminology it is big sin like murder or a small sin like lying. Homosexuality and pornography are just as bad as lusting after that person who has just walked by. All are adultery. That's one of the reasons the Pharisees got it so mixed up and why Jesus Christ was so indignant with scorn towards them because they were misleading people. Secondly, devote yourself to being a living sacrifice for Jesus Christ. Romans 12 verse 1 and 2. Thirdly, enable the Holy Spirit to control you of anything wrong and sinful in your life. Psalm 139 verse 23 to 24. And flee temptations. And then fourthly, seek the Holy Spirit's divine power in order to serve Jesus Christ and to do all things for the glory of Jesus Christ. For this is one of the prime roles of the Holy Spirit, and sadly, often a neglected part 
of the Holy Spirit's role in the life of the believer. Additionally, additionally, part of being controlled by the Holy Spirit, we are to yield to Him. Romans 6 verse 13 and James 4 verse 7 command this. In yielding to the Holy Spirit, the body and mind are given to Him sacrificially for the glory of Jesus Christ. Both the body and the mind are yielded because the body activates what is conceived in the mind. It is a total dedication of all thoughts, plans and actions into God's hands and the seeking of his divine wisdom. Being guided by the Holy Spirit is clearly illustrated in Acts 16 verse 6 to 10 as an example where Paul and his group of people acted quickly. Paul and his companions went to Phrygia and then on throughout the region of Galatia. Their plan was to turn west into Asia province, but the Holy Spirit blocked that route. So they went to Mycenae and tried to go north to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not let them go there either. Proceeding on through Mycenae, they went down to the seaport Troas. That night, Paul had a dream. A Macedonian stood on the far shore and called across the sea, Come over to Macedonia and help us. The dream gave Paul his map. We went to work at once getting things ready to cross over to Macedonia. All the pieces had come together. We knew now for sure that God had called us to preach the good news to the European. So that's being guided by being controlled by the Spirit. And additionally to submitting to this Holy Spirit, other people and circumstances are also great helps in regards to determining guidance. Proverbs 24 reminds us that the wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisers. Wisdom is too lofty for fools. Among leaders at the city gate, they have nothing to say. Now, we may not be going into a physical war, but seeking the advice of others in trying to understand God's guidance plays an important role in deciding God's will in the life of the Christian disciple. When seeking the advice of others, we should bear in mind that the person should be a reliable, godly and faithful servant of God and know us well. In Proverbs 25 verse 19 it says, Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. However, as Christians, we must also be aware that even the godliest of people make mistakes, such as Nathan the prophet when he exhorted David to build the temple in 2 Samuel 7. In the end, each of us alone is responsible for our own actions and for discerning God's guidance for ourselves. Then we also have circumstances which are a great learning tool, just as we've seen back in Acts 16. Circumstances surround us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. However, as Christians we are to live above all circumstances while being mindful of them. Through circumstances God often disclosed his perfect will, as Paul writes in Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God, and are called according to his purpose for them. Some examples of 
where God's will was discovered through circumstances include Abraham being asked to substitute a ram caught in a thicket for his son Isaac, Genesis 22, or God arranging for Pharaoh's daughter to be bathing in the river Nile just as the baby Moses was floating by, Exodus 2. And then thirdly, Paul's nephew overhearing a plot in order to murder Paul and then reporting it to the authorities and therefore saving Paul's life. Acts chapter 23. Now, some may sceptically claim that these are purely coincidental, but if they are, and all other things like these are, then it's an awful lot of coincidence. And now number three. Now it's all very well to say that we are to make wise decisions. That would seem obvious. But how do we go about it? A great way is by endeavouring to maintain a right attitude and asking ourselves the following questions. Have I prayed and meditated on God's word regarding decision? Have I given every area of my life to Jesus Christ? Am I prepared to be obedient to God? Am I willing to sacrifice my desires for God's will? Do I truly love and act lovingly towards other people? It should not control me habitually. Will it cause other people to sin or to stumble? Does it build Christian character? Does it bring glory to God? Can I thank God for this activity? Could Jesus accompany me? If in doubt, throw it out. And finally, abstain from all appearances of evil. For more to think about, please do read Isaiah 6. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. Am I willing to do whatever God commands me to do? Question 2. Am I willing to be humble enough to ask other people's advice? And question 3. Am I willing to sacrifice my desires so that God's will is achieved and his glory acclaimed? Thank you.